If you see a faded crazy at the side of the train, it says 15 miles to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Crazy Train. I'm your host, Rob Wade. With me from left to right is I'm Eric Ibrahim. How many train conductors does it take to change a light bulb? One. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Harmon. Here I am, rocking like a crazy train. <laughs> nice. Blake Harmon. Teenage Mutant Crazy Train Teenage Mutant Crazy Train Teenage Mutant Crazy Train Heroes in a half track Crazy Train <laughs> Half track doesn't go on rails <laughs> Oh yeah, because that's the only problem wrong with a fucking <laughs> <laughs> wee man Crazy Yeah man Yeah <laughs> I was riding half tracks before it was cool <laughs> I've got a quarter track Alright, cool I've got a whole reel that works. <laughs> when you open now... I'm sorry, I thought we were talking about euphemisms. <laughs> when so, you first started this podcast, I was really, really worried because I thought you were going to say 15 miles to the pie shop and we really do not talk about that. <laughs> you <laughs> just brought it up. You worked all the way up at the factory, Blake. Yeah. The only one that talk, does not talk about the pie shop because it just doesn't get across how elevated your position became. Yeah. You were like pie master. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Isn't that a song yeah. by Nightwish? Probably. No, I was, an Iron, I was an Iron Maiden song. I was Lord of the Pines. <laughs> All right. Okay, so just before we start, um, just wanted to talk about the last episode a little bit. Um, I feel like, listening back to it, we may have come off a little bit... Dickish. Elitist, maybe. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> doing the Nazi salute, it really works well over radio, it doesn't Roman really help salute. me here. Yeah. It's a Roman salute, yeah. okay, fair enough. Roman salute? Yes, Roman salute. He doesn't, have, really he doesn't have arms. Salute. Everybody loves Nazis. <laughs> no, if you lift your arm up, you get a load of like freeze-dried noodles. Debra! <laughs> Who are they on the lawn? <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to kind of talk about the kind of official position because I, I realised that when I was trying to give it I got cut off by various bits oh. and pieces and stuff like I that. interrupted somebody fuck's sake yeah well you know it's, it's not, not uncommon but <laughs> um, so what I was trying to get across was that E14 is pro-geek yep. obviously by the nature of what we publish mm-hmm. most of it you know there's occasional shit apart from that bit where we stab geeks <laughs> <laughs> apart from that thing about Beyonce I put up once but that seems to be popular because people you know yeah. stupid uh, um and what I'd like to, what I kind of want to get across is, if you're getting into stuff now, that's fine. Stick around, more power to you. If you go off and decide that actually you're all about the fashion, that's fine. Also, we'll get we'll get by without you. I'll probably see you at my sister's house. Yeah, probably <laughs> with a Gucci handbag or something. Leave it to Texas MTE the day afterwards was. I don't epiphany about fashion geeks is very really want to be geeks because we made it look so awesome. There you go. That's a nice way of looking at it. Not you specifically. You just made no, it look He was part of a group. Though. Yeah. It was a part of a group. No, a group I mean, he's there. not helping. He is. <laughs> look, get him there. I can go if you want. No, you're good. <laughs> so, anyway. We've got a place in Bhutan. <laughs> in jokes. They work really well on a podcast. I suppose we made 15 episodes out of them before. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so, um... I've got, uh, at the end of the episode, if you hang around, uh, there's a message from Mark, yep. who was on the show on the last two episodes. Um, he wants to say thanks and just kind of give us an update on how he's getting on in Australia. Do you stick around afterwards? Yeah, if you stick around afterwards, okay. as in don't press stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's a for the movie, where we all have separate roles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my assemble, we're going to call it. That works, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it disassemble already? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> um, so I went to a gig last night with um, fellow uh, fellow E14 
cast members uh, Sour Crouch and Spike Direction. Cool. They both mm-hmm. played in the band together. Is that a real name? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like I think it's like um, code names. Um, like I'd use to sign on. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, just for, you know, probably for putting a legal disclaimer there that says no, I've got nothing but nothing but problems with the HMRC. They're the ones who seem not to like me. <laughs> um, and I think I simultaneously met the son of the Trash Wizard right. and his brother. <laughs> so, so I'll deal do with you mean the two sons of the Trash Wizard? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to suggest they're one person. <laughs> All right, the two separate people. One was his son, and one was his brother. I suspect. Okay. So his brother, his son, and his uncle. And the son and the son's so brother. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So well, from Sheppy because then he could ruin his nephew. If it was from Sheppy, they'd be three people. Yes. Trash was his brother and the trash was his nephew. No, no, no. no. The trash was his brother's nephew because the trash was his brother's nephew would be the trash was his son. Fuck. Crazy. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck's sake, Blake. What? <laughs> oh, don't do that again. Look at that face. <laughs> um. So I watched. Before the gig started was when I was kind of indirectly introduced to the brother of the Trash Wizard. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy who looked uncannily like him and had very similar mannerisms in the sense of shambling around, looking Shamb- a bit... Ambulances. Sh- shambling around, talking kind of quite loudly, looking a bit pissed. I really um, thought you were going to say, talking through whiteboards. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made conversation yeah. difficult. Your band is good. <laughs> yeah, it was really easy with him otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd recorded it. I did, genuinely do. Um, Let me just dissertate how much I like your band. <laughs> You'll have to write it for me because I didn't write this. <laughs> I do not own the gig. <laughs> this is the assassination. It sounds like, it sounds like no, when I went to a friend's gig once who uh, the, the band was selling, my, my friend's band was selling t-shirts mm-hmm. and we all signed the t-shirt like, but you didn't realise none of us were in the band. It sounds like that type of guy. Do you know, it's funny you say that. I was coming, um, I think I was coming back from a band practice once in, uh, we were just in Eastbourne because that's where our practice room was and um, we were walking from the venue back to our cars and then we were going to go to the pub and this bloke I think and I'm not, you know. I, I think he might not quite have been all there because he walked up to us and he said, "Oh, you're in a band." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we just uh, just had a practice." He's like, "Can I get your autographs?" I was like, "Why?" <laughs> he said, "When's your next gig?" I was like, "When's our first gig?" Is more. <laughs> we're still we're still working. We play one now. If you're yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's just funny you say that just because we ended up signing our things for this really nice yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was just what's your band's name? Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, you guy are not just, the... this guy was just so off his face and and so like elated with how good the band that had been on were mm. that he bought their t-shirt and then he was at some course because we were hanging out with them. Yeah, like I don't I don't actually think that any of the members of the band signed the t-shirt, mm. but somewhere a guy's got a t-shirt signed by a band signed by people who aren't in the band on the t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and then a picture of like posing with like thumbs up and peace signs yeah. with us as well. you joke but the same picture of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore so a picture of Star Wars yes so it, it was a photo from the carbon freezing chamber mm. in the Empire signed by Ewoks and shit oh. <laughs> well just paw prints yeah I guess <laughs> um we're <laughs> <laughs> He eventually learns English like five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. And all he can say is his name. <laughs> Wicket, did any of the shrapnel hit the house? Wicket! Dun 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 dun. Right then, Wicket. He does talk in English. Yeah, but he doesn't go Wicket, which is much more like it. Oh, yeah, I agree. No. Maybe one day it will be moved to be more like the Autodix's original vision where everyone talks like a mong. <laughs> 
Yeah, I am your brother! Look, <laughs> there's young Han Turner! Snap disintegrations! <laughs> so, the troll wizard, as I came to Where are my shoes? Now, whenever I watch Jedi, how the Kunic crashes the angle into the executor, I'm just imagining going, So, the guy who I've come to term as the troll with. He's meant to be Fuck. Fuck's sake, Blake. <laughs> There's so many omers already. It's not even me. Nine minutes in. <laughs> so. In Devon Wonka. Somebody's a fucking wanker. <laughs> so, the guy at the bar. Who I've ter- I've come to term as the troll wizard nice. because of what he proceeded to do next. He's under a bridge. <laughs> no, no, it was what he proceeded to do next. Was rich. Fu- he was just fucking with us. So what he did, he was at- he was at the jukebox when I went to get a drink, and I caught him out the corner of my eye. The first thing that struck me was his his likeness to the trash wizard. When he came back and he put crazy train on. No. <laughs> did you do a double take because you thought it was him? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, to that level of uncanny kind of resemblance. Yeah. Um, he also had a bag for life with apparently nothing in it. Nice. So it's sort of, that's a metaphor. I know. <laughs> sort of indicative, isn't it? Um, and when I, so he was at the jukebox, requested a few songs, wandered off. And as far as I know, he left the bar. So he just left these songs to play out. What he chose to the opening scene of the Cura. <laughs> so what he chosen to play was Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety, out of sequence. And there is nothing more annoying than listening to Dark Side of the Moon out of order. Because <laughs> I just, li- like, the first thing I said when I heard it was, who puts Eclipse on without brain damage? Yeah. And then five songs out, oh no, wait, there it is. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so yeah, Troll Wizard, his name is. Maybe it's the right order. Yeah, maybe. But I also, um, on the on the same evening, encountered the son of the Trash Wizard. The son of the cousin of the Trash Wizard. <laughs> that sounds like a film my dad would own. <laughs> What, own, son of the cousin of the uncle of the auntie? Own or, exec- or executive producer. Yeah. We've got our theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Roger Corman Harmon. I've got an idea for a movie. Maybe I should make it. <laughs> um, and it basically, it was the first act on before the, the other one. And he basically typified everything that, in my mind, is wrong with local artist scenes. Right? He was this solo guitar player, came out, Started playing a song, no introduction, no nothing. Just starts playing a song. Ten seconds in, he goes, "Oh, sorry, I forgot how that one goes." Oh, fuck off! Yeah, seriously, right? And everybody's sort of, I don't know. He didn't give it. That's been the trouble with most. Like, there you go. Which, when we, when I was in Bend the Crack Corn, uh, yeah. I always used to push hard with Bend the Crack Corn. We're Bend the Crack Corn. This is Bend the Crack Corn. Bands on the base from my base. No, I, I've seen support, countless bands, and I don't know who they are yeah. because they don't tell anyone. Yeah, I've seen a contentious assumption. Yeah, I introduce and I introduce every episode with high as yeah. the crazy train, and I, um, people I know if they're subscribed that that's the show they're listening to. Well, I still know. You used to do like, like, I still, <laughs> I still introduce the band. I also still do individual member introductions. There's a lot of my work for Ben the Crackcorn still. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen big bands where I've paid like 20-25 quid a ticket and their oh, support yeah. acts don't... In- you know, I understand <laughs> when the main band don't support, don't introduce themselves because sure. their fucking name is written everywhere. Yeah, they've got five albums I've got a 40 foot. I, yeah. I saw Nick Cave a couple of weeks ago. He doesn't have to come out and no. say, Hi, I'm Nick Cave, no, you're the sure. yeah. But it would have been nice if I'd known who his support band was because yeah, exactly. I still don't know. <laughs> do you know they, who? Twisted Sister they, still do it. Good. Twisted Sister come out. good? The support band? The support band, were they good? 
Yeah, as a solo artist, I don't know what her name was. Yeah, this is it. Like, you, you might want to track down their music, and, exactly. you, don't, and you don't know it yeah. yeah. So this guy comes out, and he does this, you know, oh, sorry, I wrote that song a few days ago, and I was like, what, so you didn't practice it? Do you, like, do you know what, really? you guys saw this, you guys were here, we actually saw that at a wrestling show. Oh. When, and I'm not giving it, <laughs> oh, fuck. It was, it was embarrassing and painful to me, where it was, it was a guy and a girl, and I won't name any names, because I don't need a hug. <laughs> One of them put one, the other, the, even, not as a wrestler, it was her single most embarrassing performance art I've it was, ever They seen. were in a full is, is Nelson. This, are you talking about a, a gig you attended mutually? I was, I was, was MC. I was, was MC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I think you, you, were you there as well? No, no, no. Were Sorry, when, when you put your head in your hands, I assumed it was because oh. you made a wrestling reference. I think you were there. <laughs> <laughs> that one. No, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. much oh. immune to that now. <laughs> The old post office show was a Yeah, well, one, it was a guy girl wrestling. Girl puts the guy in a full Nelson. So okay. he's behind her with, her, with his arms in the air, and he just stops and goes, Oh, I can't remember what to do now. For your wrestling match. Were we not, I can understand on stage if you forget, I'm sorry, we haven't played this. We, we played a gig a little while ago, and we, we played a song we haven't played in over a year. And if we'd have stopped halfway through it, and Ronnie had gone, I can't remember any more of the chords, you'd have gone, Oh, fair enough, they haven't played it. But in, a, in something that is supposed to be real, it's, it, you know, the, there's a fight. I mean, apart from anything, I like, don't get how you can forget. I can you just this. move a little bit. I swear I could hear this. <laughs> coming from Frank Dutch's grave. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Like a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it goes even beyond, like, not telling the crowd it's fake, which they all know now, 90%, but you don't tell them that. It's, it's the still real to me, Dan. Yeah, exactly. I still like the 10% that still think it's real. Yeah. What, I, what this also means is I'm some. Some <laughs> some fucknut taught this utter fucknut and didn't teach him I love that anything. Fucknut. I wish more people used yeah. it. Didn't say to him, "This is not. This is supposed to look real." Mm. Or, I mean, somebody went in thinking it was ballet. You don't loudly proclaim, "I've forgotten what to do now." Apart from anything, most what I've always been taught in wrestling is if you do forget where you're going next, if you have a plan and you forget where you are, you, you just drop. You just do something. You mm. grab hold of a limb. You drop to the floor. You Improv- sell your eye. Improvise. You, yeah. We did it once. I did it once with. I was in a match with uh, Jimmy Havoc. We were hitting each other with baking trays. And Hang he, on, everyone. Omi has got an anecdote. He dropped his. Who are you shouting at? He's, he's already halfway through one. <laughs> he's been shouting outside. It's kidding the street. <laughs> he uh, pisses me off every episode. I can always hear a little. <laughs> Coming from a street outside drives me fucking mental. Which is a good trick because he's a double glaze. I know! I know how loud he is! <laughs> he keeps telling wrestling stories about the time he wrestled Jimmy Smith. <laughs> old news, mate. Just um, Yeah, Jimmy drops his baking tray right. and he's supposed to beat me at this baking tray fight. Yeah. He drops his one. I can't just hand in mine to beat me with. So he just gives me a forearm blow and I just act like it was the hardest shot in the world and dropped to the mat like he knocked me out yeah. because it just alright it looked crap but it covered the fact that he fucked up yeah. if I couldn't remember what to do I'm just going to get out and just go and kill, you know, get to my script of course he's, he's been with being having a performance bonus withheld on that one match you've just blown it for him well of course yeah, <laughs> yeah well you know um, I'll so, explain why he hates you well there is that well we all have our reasons <laughs> um, so he so I'd say he, he, he fucks up his first song and then he kind of just mumbles through it. And he's not good anyway. And he's, you know, um, he's not, uh, like, he's not to my, it's not just, it's beyond just not to my taste. It's, it's not he is crap. You can't, is, you, if you can't tell good, what he's singing. you didn't like him, you could appreciate You can't tell good. what he's singing. Um, the, he's playing um, an electric guitar on the side of the show and it's too loud for him to talk over. Right. Um, and that, you're doing the sound. 
<laughs> just take a guess. Um, he's also borrowed a guitar from somebody, which is a piece of crap, and and cacks out on him midway through um, at the beginning it. of a song, right? And that that happens. That sucks, but it happens. What you don't then do is go, oh, it's cracked out on me. And he gets it working again, plays halfway through the song, the guitar gives up, and he just walks off the stage. And I think, about five minutes later, I heard him, when I went to the toilet, I think I heard him in the alleyway outside throwing his guts up, because the oh. other thing he mentioned on the mic... Sorry, I'm a bit pissed. No, again, I've had a couple of beers, this will be a fun set, it's and funny. you know what? He's still got this loud round of applause from this just cavalcade of mediocrity surrounding him. Mm. And that's the problem I've yep. got with him, right? He had a shit show, he should have never worked again, but he will get another gig, probably with the same promoters, despite himself. Yes. And that's the problem to me. We, that's how yeah. I interpret it. I mean, like, you you know, we've talked this about this before, right? This local music scene is a perfect example of it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, you know, it's, a, it's very much one of those things to me where they want to make the area as big as somebody somewhere like London but they want the success to come to them rather than have to put the work oh, in. Oh, totally, yeah. Right, and I remember the, this story. When I first moved back to Medway, I was walking through Rochester High Street one evening, and this bloke was handing out flyers. And he was like, oh, you know, um, are you busy tonight? I was like, yeah, sorry, man, I'm on my way. I'm going to go out somewhere. He's like, oh, that's fair enough. I'm just handing out leaflets. I'll give you one anyway, because we're going to try and do a regular show. We're trying mm. to get, get a bit of a scene going. And I almost instinctively went back with better promoters than you have tried and failed, mm. but I didn't. And then he said, you know, tonight we've got Dodgy playing. I was like... Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> remember no. Dodgy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to ask if you remember. Yeah. Evidently, you do. You can make a pun on their name. Yeah. It just uh, no. It's just like we've you know when we like, the last time we, we played a gig. I'm not going to say the venue we were last at, but we played every band on there was pretty good. We were we had a cracking show. Every band was great. We enjoyed everyone. The time before we played that venue, the band who uh, were on after us had made a big furore about getting there and it was their big show and they were putting it out and they were just turds but people were going mental for them and they must have played for nearly 60 minutes mm. and like again the drummer was pissed off his face and was missing most of the beats like I could have drummed better than him oh like, he was atrocious exactly right and, and does but like why but like that's the thing is the White Stripes is a better drummer than <laughs> what both people yeah, yeah. Too many people in general are, and we can talk about like because of the internet, but it's not just because of that, it's just people's attitudes. Mediocrity is good now. Mm. People don't strive for anything more. And being content is fine. If you are a jam band, right, and you just play a few covers of your mates, uh, of your, of your favourite songs, and you just play them in the garage, fine. And you get a gig every now and again, so you people can practice like in front of your mates should be playing Guitar Hero and not wasting venues' time. Yeah, totally. That, yeah, no, and, the thing, and the thing is, like, Sour Crouch and his band were enjoyable. Like, I, I wouldn't... I, yeah. I think they're one of the few original acts around at the moment. They're a bit of fun, and they're very... And yeah, it says a lot they're original and they're influenced by stuff from the 20s and 30s. I likened <laughs> it to Screaming Jay Hawkins colliding with Van Halen. <laughs> There's a lot of like, Howlin' Wolf and stuff in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. that sort of style mixed with sec- over- the overtly sexual lyrics of somebody like Van Halen or Electric Six. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's going on the quote as an E14. <laughs> 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 going on their people, people just don't want to stand out now. I've always said, like, yeah, before... I, say, I hate the mainstream. That's an excuse to... No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> with, no, I mean, within what you're doing. Like, if you want to be... What's the most mainstream form of music at the minute, would you say? Uh, dubstep. Dubstep. Is that, uh, there was a point I was going to this episode. Is anyone still listening to it anymore? I've no idea. I've not yeah, heard yeah, any no, no. mention of it. I've not heard any dubstep saying stuff in the charts. Did it used That's to be... That's what I remember seeing someone posting your girlfriend's Facebook status. Oh, you, just, you should like dubstep because it's the future of music. 
No, it just sounds like I remember spending the time. Yes. Is it, or in six months' time, will rock and roll be coming back again? Yeah, yeah. In, a, in a real hipster moment, I remember after the charts on Radio One on a yeah, Sunday, the story, there was yeah. a dubstep show. Yeah, like so, hey, everyone, Omer's repeating the previous anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if it's the future, it's also the past. Yeah, it was very different to what you hear now. Well, that's that's because like music decades seem to be cyclical. So you get yeah. like every three years at the moment, you get a resurgence of a whole decade. Yeah. So you had yeah. like they had so a, next they had a year, the thing. big thing is twenty seventeen. Which it's is weird. Yeah, which is yeah. bizarre. I don't yeah. know how they're going to cope. What? Is music just going to implode instantly into some sort of singularity? Oh, no, that's prog. I'm hoping in a few years that everyone just covers 2112 and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, no, what, what at the minute? I mean, I don't know the charts. I'm not trying to sound big for that. What is. What in a few years? <laughs> <laughs> well, the way they're going. What is kind of consistently in the top 20? Um, I'll try and think. Because I, I remember, like, for instance, when it was like Blur or bands like that. Cyrus is quite big, I think. She, has, she, do, she, she, she does well. Cheesy. Uh, so let's let's just take a style of music. Like, just let's say, like. I mean, pop, pop music. Pop, pop music in, in its term of. The thing is, pop music is a massive, massive yes, genre that yeah. can include lots of. Because it used things. to be like S Club 7 and Hi, we're a cheesy band. Yeah. That was pop. But if we take something like Miley Cyrus now, so let's say that every band in the top 20 sounds like. Miley Cyrus. Okay. Why not? Yeah. Right. Possibly. Yeah. Why not? If you if you like that style of music and you want to create it, why not be the best one? Too too many people are content with with doing a style of music but just being all right at it. Yeah. Just being as good as the other bands out there. Be better than them. At the same time, the alternative scene is just as guilty. And I'll tell you oh, why. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. There's a really big culture of let's make a song that's very obviously designed to get us a video on MTV too. Yes. Fountains of Wayne, Stacey's mom, yep. is a first song exactly like that, where it was all about oh well, let's see how outrageous a video we can get so we get played all the time on music yeah. TV. And that's not. It's like you've talked about. You know, there's. Um, I got invited today to like a page on Facebook which is ACDC for Christmas number one. Nothing says alternative like caring about the charts. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't like that. Uh, it was uh, um, Kelly Minogue. Yeah, yeah, the range was it. I didn't agree with that because uh, I think that to me is lazy rebellion. Getting a song that said fuck you, I do you to tell me to number one is not imaginative enough. No. I wanted to get Benny Hills earning the fastest milkman in the West. I fucking love that. Yeah, song. stuff like that is good. That, <laughs> that would be more fun. Be creative in your anarchy. <laughs> yeah, but that's not. I know you're being sarcastic. It's not anarchy. No. What, no, it but, is. but no, no, what it is is no, no, making a number one song isn't anarchy in any way, but the people believe it was. Mm. What anarchy is is burning cars and uprooting the government. Yeah, but at the same time, we've also me and Brad have also talked about this. If they actually, if people proclaiming anarchy actually got anarchy, they wouldn't like a lot of it. Oh god, yeah. you know, the, there are genuinely people who would go, oh well, there are no laws. I'm going to go rape my way through a primary school, mm. and there would be nothing stopping them. There was a, a guy I spoke to. He was listening in a band, and they do a lot of um, politically charged stuff. I was just talking to him about his views about it. Okay, and he said anarchy is not as good as revolution. Revolution isn't as good as a genuine change of thought. Okay. Basically, the, the, he, he, he was explaining it through, he's, he has a phrase called a revolution in my head. And right. what he says is, is every single person just thinks a little bit differently, cares a bit more, looks things up a little bit more, the world will change and there won't be any, you won't have to do anything, just question a little bit more, just revolutionise the way you think and if everybody did that, you wouldn't need burning of cars and uprooting of governments because the government would change in themselves. Because they would all just think about other people a bit more. The great quote is, if everybody's thinking the same, then somebody's not thinking. Yeah. That's yeah. That was said by noted military lunatic General George S. Patton. Well, when yeah. General Patton's making more sense from the rest <laughs> of the world. <laughs> but it's just, but it's, it's the same as like we talked about in music, but in general, people are just okay with 
banality. Like, if you go into a fashion store, mm. it's not my type. You know, I wear like band t-shirts and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> What you didn't see is that the Santana was using my cough to uh, to cover up his uh, can opening. He was also cupping my balls. Um, <laughs> You've not got a hernia. <laughs> you can tell from there. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. If you, if you go into Burton's, okay. right, and I've had people like get annoyed at like the... the no, don't go now. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've had people get annoyed at like the uh, Rolling Stones t-shirts and the Metallica t-shirts, because but that's not one about... If you look at just the general clothing, mm. right, everything's brown and grey, and, and I don't wear bright colours. What I'm saying is, there's nothing... You would look, look ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I've got a bright orange t-shirt, it's hilarious. <laughs> I look like a fucking great You look like John Wayne Gacy on an off day. <laughs> <laughs> but everything has got like a faded, worn out, tired look to it. Nothing's nice. Yeah. Nothing looks... And, but, then you, but then look at like, in terms of technology... Everything's clean and crisp and lovely. Look at the Apple Store. Yes. It's fucking whiter than the Antarctic in there. Mm. And so bright, it's blinding. Which I've, is also true yeah, of the, the people quiet, in there are wearing jeans with, with, like, gr- cheese grater holes in them. Yeah. Not the old grunge way of doing it, but mm. it just doesn't make any sense to me. I personally don't think you've been to the Antarctic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, tell that fucking story. <laughs> so we went to the, um... You want to tell a story or should I tell a story? You, you can start. Uh, All right. So we yeah. went to. Blake the, won't say too much. Oh, Blake, yeah. will just, Blake will just chip in with some incredibly funny jokes. I'll, let, let, I'll let him deliver the. Yeah, we'll just take a lot of this cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we went when we went to the uh, Merton Ale Festival for uh, Paul Stagton. You know the one you puffed out on. Yeah, the one where I fainted in a blow of birds. I don't know. What yeah, yeah, something like that. Then you were a lizard. <laughs> your own jippos came out with a load of soil from your native country. <laughs> Um, so we went to the Owl Festival and Blake was wearing uh, a t-shirt with the Antarctic the, Research Station. Yeah, Antarctic Research Station from The Thing. Yeah, the, so he's wearing a thing. John Carpenter. Not, not just from The Thing, it's been generic. From that thing, I've seen. Oh, God, don't start So we're walking through... I think we were on our way out, actually. No, no, no. It was actually... We were going to get food. Yeah, we were walking out to get some food. I think we... Had a particularly strong ale, and we thought, oh crap, they're uh, eating yeah, food one, yeah. because this ale was like 9%. It was nice. Really ruined my stomach. Um, yeah. And we thought, we should eat something before we collapse. Um, Bring me a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, who was completely pissed out of his head, just stopped me all of a sudden and just went, Did you get that t shirt in Antarctica? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know, that's their gross national product t shirts. Yeah. The most thing they know, it's better, yeah. The, the, they hardly you, sell any, like, you know, the Arctic gear. They just sell T-shirts. And you yeah. know what they sell T-shirts of? Pimping their research stations. Yeah. <laughs> Not even like, I went all the way to the Antarctic and all I got was this fucking penguin. I wish we could do a Family Guy-style cutaway and just cut to a T-shirt shack in the middle of the Antarctic. <laughs> Manned by John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> just, you just got, he's just standing there, frozen after death. <laughs> Going, there. Yeah, no, it's all that and he's just on his own going bomb bomb Blake <laughs> <laughs> just turns up and he's like you got any t-shirts no sorry you bought the last one <laughs> I've just sent the last one off somewhere yeah. <laughs> and a rain baby grows though <laughs> <laughs> you seem awfully disappointed when Lots I see of the movie <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, he said oh yeah because my friend's got a t-shirt to Antarctica on him because he's been there What's the what? <laughs> I could get one fucking printed now. I'd just go on Google. Yeah. It's just easily bamboozled. Yeah, probably. I think, and I'm putting it out there, he might have been a pisshead. 
He might not have been drunk, he might just have been thick. <laughs> You'd be amazed how often you can mistake one for the other. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Do you want to sign this t shirt? Did he ask you to sign it if you were in the band that was in the NFL? Sign up your song. Bom, bom. <laughs> the bass line's amazing, but it doesn't really go anywhere. One minute, one minute. John. Bom, bom. So. We got this junk mail to the E14 inbox, and normally I'd just delete it, but this one was so fucking bizarre, I thought I had to share. I got two. Well, I think we know who that's from. <laughs> I got two of them in the same vein. So, the subject is, A Seagull 841 invites you to share her private mu- movie. And the body of the email reads thusly, It was a pale pink G-string set. Ooh. For your security, pre- please type it in your browser. I'm not going to read the URL, because it's obviously filled with Trojans yeah, and spam. Yeah, yeah. So, it just... Racist. What? Well, people from Troja could be offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should learn to not put temps on the front desk. <laughs> Maybe they should learn about Hollywood. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those. Oh, you found Dark Age combat on one of his buttons. <laughs> oh, it's pretty dark. That is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. You knew. <laughs> it's, it's, all <laughs> it's all Greek to me. Oh, oh fucking hell. I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find my nest? <laughs> so, so the body of the email read, it was a pale pink G-string set. For your security, please type it in your browser. I'm not a witch. <laughs> I'm not Are a you a wizard? <laughs> I don't know. And then I got Funny one. <laughs> then I got one a couple of days later that said the same similar sort of thing again. Subject, Lastry129 wants to be your buddy. I suspect I know why. That's a fun. Yeah. yeah. Body of the email reads, I will be the referee. Oh, it's okay, man. It's okay. Sorry, I'm wrestling as referees. Did you? There was a referee present. You should tell us about that sometime. (laughs) But not right now. Um, So it just says, I'll be the referee. For your security, please type it in your browser. They made love all day and into the night. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's just the gears that they jump. Wonderful haikus sometimes. I know. I'll have to find... I I used to get them uh, emailed to me every now and again. I I, I save one on my Facebook because it... It was just words, and then all of the sentence all here, then all the banana tree. It was literally like that, and it's like it obviously started out as somebody probably who doesn't speak English as a first language started writing it, and it just gets more and more and more corrupted as it gets emailed on and on until it just becomes the like Chinese whispers from thirty-two thousand years ago. Like it just got passed on so much. There's, it's amazing. I, I love the ones where they want to deposit money into your account. It's never a small amount of money, which no. you might actually genuinely might scam for. Yeah, you. PayPal do it's like... It's always for $10 billion. <laughs> PayPal always do, like, to, to verify your account, it's like, it will be less than 10p. You tell us how much. Yeah. And you'd obviously like 7p, and then you message back 7p, and they go, okay, it was you. Yeah. If you've had a safety thing flat mm-hmm. up, I've had yeah, a couple of times. But, like, that's believable, because even if they even if you're conning them, you only lose 7p. Yeah. But, like, yeah, 70 bazillion dollars. <laughs> The gross national product of Venezuela, <laughs> or a billion copies of GTA Five. Eight pounds. <laughs> so, one of you guys had a rant, and it was Brad. I had about... many. You're gonna. Have to... oh, sorry, I'll, be, I'll be more specific. Sorry. So, um, it was about adverts. Of oh, Christmas adverts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has anyone seen or been aware of the, the John Lewis Christmas ad that everyone's talking about? Uh, I've seen people say about it, but I've yeah, not seen the it. Only, the only awareness I had of it was the retweet you did of the um, the John Lewis Twitter timeline. Oh, yeah. Fucking amazing, right? Brilliant. It's a guy called at John Lewis, and it's not the shop. <laughs> 
So he's just been, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, such a triumph of advertising. And it's just like, I am, but I think you're thinking of this. And just links them to the great Twitter. And it's just 94 it tweets of this. It's amazing. Of a fossilised son. Seriously. <laughs> I saw, uh, just real, real quick aside, as a guy doing the real Hagrid. Yeah. And he just kept messaging Harry Styles from One Direction. going, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> and then after it, he finally was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, sorry, wrong Harry. <laughs> And I don't think he's ever tweeted anything else. He just some guy had an idea for a joke, it hit, and he just yeah, stopped. Yeah. Brilliant. To be fair, if that was all Twitter was, was the occasional just throwaway accounts like that, I'd have no yeah. right to Oh, good, yeah. You know. That fluffy with Rorington. <laughs> exactly. Still sad that's not a thing. Yeah. Bob, Actually, Bob. I, haven't tried, I, I still haven't tried fuck's sake blade, but I'm, I'm guessing because it's got the word fuck in it, I probably would won't you be allowed it. probably be alright. Would you not would be, yeah. 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 So, sorry, adverse. <laughs> Blake. Yeah. There's nobody on Twitter that's called Blake. Yeah, how about. Well, the only Blake I know, so maybe. Yeah? It's just one place, isn't it? I met yeah. one once. Was it William? No, it was a... Was it when Mum and Dad got you a mirror just to keep you occupied? <laughs> <laughs> he looked in the mirror, there was just a budgie on the other side. <laughs> you bastard, let me see that mirror. <laughs> it's because I wouldn't see or hear, that's the problem. <laughs> Tell you, that's. That was pretty dangerous. So. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen it, no. No, okay, it's, it's a ridiculously schmaltzy, horrible, vomit-inducing, Disney-fied pile of crap. If it's anything like the last year's advert, I can understand it's, that. Um, there's a bear who... It starts, it's, yeah, it starts <laughs> off with something like, oh, some, it's a land where no one ever sees Christmas. And it starts off with a montage the Middle of East. this bear who is friends with this rabbit, which just reminds me of one of my favourite jokes ever. Go on, bear. Do you know what? It's bear. No, 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 no. <laughs> one of my favourite jokes ever is... <laughs> Um, there's a place in there's a clearing in the middle of the woods, and a bear comes in, starts taking a dump. The rabbit hops up next to him, goes, all right, and he goes, all right, and the rabbit starts taking a dump as well. The bear goes, it's a nice day, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, it's all right. And the bear goes, can I ask you a personal question? He looks around, there's no one else there, the rabbit goes, yeah, sure. The bear says, do you ever find a poo sticks to your fur? Rabbit goes, no. Bear goes, brilliant, and wipes his ass with rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's it's Crazy. a of a bear and a rabbit being best friends. Yeah. And then winter comes and the bear goes to hibernate. Right. And um, while he's asleep, you see the rabbit carry a little Christmas present up to the bear's cave. Oh, then goes off and has a party with the fox. And I think I'm diabetic. Chickadee, the chickadee, and stuff like hearing that. The <laughs> From hearing um, the description, I think I'm diabetic. Yeah. And then, uh, then this Christmas star comes up and lights up the giant Christmas tree with all the electricity which was in the forest <laughs> all cute little animals yeah. and then the rabbit looks over because he's with his own his friend's not there because his friend's hibernating and he looks over and the bear's just come over the crest of the hill and everyone have a Christmas party together and it cuts to the bear's cave and his present was an alarm clock <laughs> that's a stupid, stupid right I've got several problems with that advert right um, there's, no there's, there's some indie song performed by Lily Allen as a backing music which of course is okay. there is yeah. um, she's got no music uh, I think she threw a wobble of while decided not to and has now come back because Tina oh no she has needs money no she <laughs> had a really nasty thing happen to her I'm not, I'm not joking don't make this offensive she lost a child did she really yeah no, okay. oh, oh, she took a break. No, you're right of course yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so maybe that yeah that probably not joking at yeah. all yeah. Yeah, no no all. no um, press strike <laughs> <laughs> three wheels of sad um, what was bugging me about this is several things wrong there but what drove me most insane about it was uh, my girlfriend said to me have you seen it yet and she said no, and so we pulled it up on the uh, YouTube, and she stuck it up, and I watched it, and I couldn't help but feel, you know, if I was on YouTube looking for something and an advert came up, I would skip it. Yeah. And here I am, on YouTube, <laughs> <Looking>. intentionally watching <laughs> a fucking advert. 
<laughs> See if anybody can help me here, right? It's on the same. There used to be. An, I, I think. I it figured was, out. No, no. It was. <laughs> it was an old Castle Main. The beer advert. Yeah, Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. Triple X. Oh, it's from Castlevania from a minute. It's a 2D side scrolling advert. It was those really cartoony, like, uh, outback, like, good day, mate, drawn a beer and all that. Mm-hmm. It was a load of Aussies, like, that way. Yeah. And well, there was one of them where think they're Aussies. they were all, like, I think, I was very young, right? They were, they were all, like, busting. Two load of Aussies going, crazy! <laughs> they 12 were all, hours ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> they were all, um, like busting for the toilet and yeah. none of them would go so a guy walks in he's like why not goes to the toilet and there's a giant spider like the size of a cat okay. sitting on the toilet and it just kind of flashes its eyebrows and I always remember as a kid it, apparently I was very young and it just tickled me and, and I just laughed my, my face off every that time that's an interactive it. advert yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's one of them things now like I've looked on YouTube for hours to try to kind of find this advert just, just purely out of I've seen it once it must exist and there's mm. thousands of these of these adverts, Castlemaine adverts on, on YouTube. Not that and loads one. from that era and not that one. Mm. So if you know our four listeners want to send it in for yeah. me. Bit of fun trivia for you when I, I was at yesterday, exactly the same thing. So I had a song stuck in my head and I was trying to figure out what it was and what it was and what it was. And after about fifteen minutes adverting, I managed to track it down. It was a song which was performed once on Blue Peter right. wow. by Donna Eyre and some other girl from Grange. <laughs> <laughs> And I found the exact Blue Peter clip on YouTube what? as well. You have got the most hipster earwig I've ever heard. <laughs> but I was going, I know that's what the fuck is this song? And it's awful. And I had to find out what it was so we could salt the earth around it. <laughs> that is the most wonderfully obscure earwig I've it ever really heard. It really is. Brilliant. <laughs> Bit of fun trivia for on the subject of adverts. When I was a kid, I was so traumatised by the Sugar Puffs advert where the kid becomes a honey monster. I had to leave the room. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. No, no, it was just like while the advert was on. I could come back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, he's never seen a television since. But on the different subjects, I actually used to go out with a girl who was afraid of the theme tunes to Thomas and Tank Engine when she was a really? kid. Yeah. I'm afraid of the new one because it's shit. Okay, well, I haven't seen the new one. <laughs> it's, oh, it's got words and everything. The old one's just like. The new Thomas Tank Engine theme tune has words. That's it's called just, like Thomas and Friends. This school correct me, it's gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet the controller is trying the gym. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a Topham Hat now, isn't he? Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah I can't even say. Yeah, so actually, they did. Name, though, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was they, they always find a name. I mean, Thomas Tankin. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but they're not. They don't yeah. ever refer to him as the Fat Controller. Well, they should. They're <laughs> to make him lose weight. I'm just saying we're not going to call him the Fat Controller because that's offensive to fat people. So for now, we're calling him Fat Smirk Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he never does anything but smirk. Well, that's weird. So Topham Hat is a really good pun if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's a really well-written pun. Yeah, he likes telling him off when they get deep. That out. really bothers me, actually. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I like it because yeah, he was fat controller. I never saw that as taking the piss out of fat people. I saw it as a middle finger to authority figures. So now I generally told you your boss isn't a fat controller; he's uh, topping to you. Yeah, yeah I don't like that. <laughs> okay, well, I can see how you'd get that. Yeah, I've just like I've, I don't think I've even watched any of the reboots of anything. The only thing I have watched, I watched one of the new um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that was quite fun. Okay, is it good? Because yeah. I've heard really good things. I heard it's very much in the spirit of the old one. One little sketch mm. where it was just like he was, um, yeah, Casey, Casey Jones was sort of doing infiltration into somewhere, and he had the turtles in his earpiece mm. directing him and wow, giving him his turtle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all four. Just, ah. Is he aware that when you when you say you have a turtle's head sticking out, it's not meant to be your ear? <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it wrong, Casey. You're doing it wrong. Um, and he was walking through and then he got into a row with Raphael over the um, intercom and he starts shouting at him down the intercom and everybody <laughs> looks at him quizzically and you just hear Raphael go 
moron. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only bit I remember of it. But have you seen the new? They, they put out uh, four toys of the of the four turtles. Yes. But they've styled them. They're basically double the size of the old '90s turtle figures. Jesus. But but they're, they're double size, so they're like action man size. Yeah. But they are perfect to the old cartoon ones. Oh wow! They 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 released them at the same time as all the new toys. Yeah. And I saw one, and they're they're not cheap. They're obviously sure. uh, uh, you know an, an adult collector thing, and they're like eighteen quid each. But they are. They look exactly like the, collect- the like the um, cartoon from the night. They look really nice. So I wouldn't pay that much for them. Sure. Well, like, if they were five and I could get all four of them twenty and put them on the shelf, I probably wouldn't still. But that'd be a more reasonable You're price. Terrible with money. I am quite <laughs> terrible with money. But he does balk at paying over the odds for what was actually action figures that sound like they don't do very much. No. Well, yeah. But on the subject of collector we'll stuff, we're in action figure <laughs> <laughs> with recovery position action. Um, we were talking about this in the car we on the way here, yeah. weren't we, about collector's stuff and how oh, it's yeah, a kind yeah. of false economy. And it mm-hmm. is, you know. I was, um, and the story I was going to tell you guys was I've, I bought recently the, um, the new Splinter Cell game and it, there was different, you know, there's a standard edition that just comes in a DVD case yeah. and then there's one that comes in a steelbook and then there's a one called the Ultimatum Edition which comes with a special watch, which is kind of nifty. <coughs> That's fun. You're getting Um, something for your money, so to a point, yeah. I mean, like obviously, it's kind of frivolous and a bit sort of Of gadgety and you know that sort of thing. But it's designed to appeal to its target crowd, which makes Mm -hmm. sense. And then there was one that the one I bought, which has like a sort of ten-inch Sam Fisher action figure, Mm -hmm. not action figure, sorry, just statue. Yeah, and it looks and it looks very cool. Like, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I saw the other day a guy at work was looking for Christmas presents. And the cost of the one with the watch had gone from eighty quid down to twenty one. Oh fuck! But that's yeah. within like a couple of months, yeah, you know. It's... And that's the thing is like I didn't pay eighty quid for my one because I traded in a load of stuff and I had loads of vouchers and shit to bring it down. So I probably yeah. paid about twenty quid for yeah, mine, yeah. which is why I did it. Because but, probably, you know, but that's the thing with like collectors. Like my dad used to be an antique dealer, right? And you'd find things that there were five things left. Where did he find the time to do all these jobs? <laughs> oh, trust me, it's a running joke in my family. It was like, I was a chef, I was a cleaner, I was this. He no. wasn't. <laughs> Confidence trickster. <laughs> he said the real hustle. Is so like, yeah. he, he'd have items where there'd only be like, oh, is this cabinet, the you know, like a dressing dressing table or anything like, that. and there was only. A hundred in the world, and there are only twenty left now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not as a collector's piece of people who are into their antique furniture. But because there is a limited number, yeah. When you make like, and I, even with like uh, some of the Star Wars, the the master replica lightsaber hilts, and, ones, yeah. and they'll make fifty of them. And if you really like it, and you really like that one, yes, it is a collector's item. And you pay two hundred quid, for and you pay for it, and you enjoy it, and it's on your shelf. That's great. Things like the one, the one I, I messaged you about was magazines. Right. Empire, FHS, especially those ones. But you get the four different, there's a Hobbit one out at the minute. Right. Four different covers, collectible. Of four so, characters that look the same. <laughs> it's racist. A collectible magazine. One, I buy a magazine, unless there's something really cool, like maybe I'm in it or I'm a friend or yeah. something like that, then I won't keep them. I'll just chuck them, mm. right? Um, there's like, or, what am I, one, what am I supposed to do? Collect all four of these magazines. Or, or two, like, you still printed fucking 20,000 of them. Mm. That's not limited edition. That's not collect. If you pay for something you want, like with, like with your game, you got an extra thing, or like you pay for um, like the new Skyrim collector's edition that's come out. It's got 
three bits of DLC with it. Yes. That's fine, you're paying extra money for extra content. Great. Uh, if you, well, actually, you pay the same price as you would have paid for the game originally, yeah, like uh, which yeah. is why some people wait deliberately for the game of the I year editions to come out, because yeah. they, they pay the same price for a game that's six months old and they get all the bits with it. Yeah, that's great. Whereas I'd probably buy it for 40 quid because I'm really keen on it the first day, yeah. and then I'll pick up the DLC in the sale or something. Yeah, yeah. but it's like the same as like, even like a steelbook or an alternative piece of art. It's nice if you don't pay, if you want to pay a couple quid more because you're a big fan of the series or the game mm-hmm. and you get a nice piece of artwork that you're going to enjoy, fine. But it's the things that aren't actually limited, and you don't get anything more. Mm. I'm a sucker for special editions. Okay. Most of my DVDs and Blu-rays are... because you're terrible with money. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my DVDs and Blu-rays are like, two discs, special edition, <laughs> behind the scenes, this and that, you know. I've got the six-disc Gladiator box set. Okay. Like, I've watched it because, you know, it's got some nice... That's a film which doesn't need six discs. No, really Unless it's, like, split into six parts. I really... The Rings did 12 across three films. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it's, well, actually, what it is, is it's the main movie and then another disc of making of, Mm. and then actually it's four discs of just compiled, like, Roman and gladiatorial documentaries that they pulled from the History Channel, so it's, it's, yeah, it's it's more of like a collector's box set of things about gladiators, rather than, but they put it under the Russell Crowe movie because it's the most famous one out there. The real gladiator. Yeah. (laughs) The 300 spot. The deadliest one. But then the other way around, something that's worth a lot more to you. I mean, like, I don't know if we were going to mention it. takes on the mate of Rommel's Tiger Tank. <laughs> we uh, grossly mismatched deadliest one. <laughs> um, a caveman will fight a howard, sir. Up <laughs> <laughs> next, a special celebrity edition where Mahatma Gandhi takes on Attila the Hunt. <laughs> All narrated by me, Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> Good. Let the historical inaccuracies flow through. Working the laptop is my friend Wicked. What do you have to say? <laughs> well, in this match, Wicked! <laughs> um, I, I would love a Star Wars Deadliest Warrior where we just look at the computer and go... It's Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> no, surely if it's any characters from the movie, it'd be like, who would win in a lightsaber battle between Luke Skywalker and Darth... Oh, we've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to grossly mismatched deadliest Star Wars Warrior, where Boba Fett takes on... Wicked! Boba Fett versus the Death Star! If well, Boba Fett's flying, surely he's going to be really fucking hard to hit. Well, I am practical. <laughs> well, I, Emperor Palpatine, take on a seemingly never-ending turbo laser shaft. <laughs> ah! I'm going to punch this laser. <laughs> Don't be as worried. Yeah, glad you had the box set. <laughs> no, we're talking about special Crazy. During the week, we went to a, um, a book signing sort of meeting with Simon Scarrow, and I was already... I said he likes the show, but... Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was all ready to... Uh, who we he might be the only one. Not <laughs> I was... We were just kind of hoping he was going to go, like your crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, I was already like, to buy the book at its full, stupendous, uh, heavy, uh, paperback pro- uh, uh, hardback. Hard, hardback price. Hardback thing. Yeah. Um, which, they're always expensive. I wait for them all to come out later. But I was expecting to pay the full price because he was going to sign it and you get to have a chat. Oh, and he does it was on from the future. Yes. <laughs> you can't sign those, though. It gets really messy. Oh, it's awful. Um, yeah, yeah and that actually, Kindle screen just gets harder and yeah. harder to read. Actually, as we walked in, it was seven pounds off the retail price. That's awesome. From I mean, well, you're not buying from the author. The Waterstones were selling. Yeah, Waterstones. But for the chance, to, ah, yeah, okay, yeah. For the chance to buy it and get him to sign it on the same day, which is a little bit more special edition than getting a different piece of artwork. Yeah. For seven pounds less, 
and the author, you, you, you know, we had lovely, like, it was a lovely it's evening. Talking, yeah, yeah, and then, awesome. and then a good, a good minute and a half, two minutes of actually talking to him as he said, because he wasn't in a hurry to get, because no, no, I, so. I went up to him and I was like, oh, it's really nice to meet you, can I be cheeky, can you sign this book instead of your new one, because it was the first one I read, okay. he was like, oh, that's really nice, I was expecting that to be the extent of my conversation, then I chucked a quick line about, oh, who would play your, your characters in a movie, like you said about this one, how about this one, and I'm like shuffling to one side, because there's a big, he must have been there another hour. Oh, easily. easily yeah. right? I'm shuffling to one side to kind of let him, and he's like, well, actually, and he kind of taps his pen against his cheek, and I'm like, oh, he's actually engaging in conversation instead of just moving through the queue, yeah. which was happily, I would have happily paid double the price of the book yeah. to meet somebody. But that's so, because you're terrible with money. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I've got something. It's enough for a £10, I'll give you 70 yeah. <laughs> I've got something worth more than any I'll give you edition. £8. <laughs> yeah, Empire Magazine want to sell me four of the same cover. Yeah. Um, I know they don't have They're not even Simon Scarrow on the cover. No. I don't, I don't think they're competing with Simon Scarrow. <laughs> well, they should. Next Maybe. week on Deadliest Rock. <laughs> Simon Scarrow versus a magazine. Street magazine takes on a popular historical fiction author. It's Bella versus Bernard Cornwell. <laughs> I want to see Patricia versus Cornwell. <laughs> it's a battle of the Cornwell. <laughs> With Pat- Patricia's Deadliest Weapon, the inaccurate Jack the Ripper theory. <laughs> Next week on Deadliest Warrior, it's the battle of the narrators as I fight the guy from X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week yes. with my Join special weapon, hyperbole. <laughs> and my special weapon, Rudium. <laughs> I fucking, I don't know. I'm not exactly. I fucking love Rudium. I just love his name because you can say it like that all the time. You can just consider Rudium, China. <laughs> it's the same voice. He does like he has one of those amazing voices. yeah, and he, like that old guy who used to do the film trailers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time, I was so dejected when we watched a film the other night at the Halloween party. Yeah, when we watched, I can't remember which film was it. Hobgoblins. We did watch Hobgoblins. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one was the one where we were watching the trailers afterwards. But that often does. I think it was Hobgoblins. Yeah, yeah. and um, I was just really dismayed to hear the guy who was, for, you know, his voice is associated with some of these massive blockbuster <laughs> movies trying to make Hobgoblins sound watchable <laughs> <laughs> in a world where shit movies happen. <laughs> Yeah. When a mo- well, where I need a new conservatory. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got a price tag, you pay it, you get in. Yeah, well, fair enough. And that's how you get big stars. Yeah, that's more, that's more my question. How? How yeah. did they afford him? In a bathroom that needs a new boiler. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on Deadliest Warrior, Hot Goblins become a good film. <laughs> <laughs> there's some people who, like, getting famous for your voice is such a weird yet cool. Like, we noticed. Um, Again, at this Simon Scarrow thing, he did a reading from his book, yeah. and I couldn't help but notice that he was better than any of the people I've ever had on his audiobooks. Okay. I was like, read your own books! It was awesome! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do okay. sometimes the audiobooks. Sometimes they do it. I know, um, yeah, I can't. I think uh, J.K. Rowling read, read one of the Harry Potter books for. It'd be great if she read Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is. Oh, got this to is. Without oh. noticing the difference. Yeah. This is similar. Oh. Like I no. did. I can see why they get upset. Oh, <laughs> oh. Right. I haven't read this ever, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a hot. Oh. I mean, I know you think I plagiarised it, but I, I genuinely haven't, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> I probably should have. <laughs> well, they are a bit like Black Friday, aren't they? <laughs> So I, I remember reading it was either Empire or a total film just go back <laughs> before Prisoner of Azkaban came out and the interview of the director was well we tried to make the Dementors look very different from the Nazgul because um, that's kind of been done so well now for Eddie. and I saw the film as soon as I was like what did you do? <laughs> they don't you have horses took their horses away that's <laughs> all you did 
Okay. Just, it's. I think it's a very. It's it's that sci-fi fantasy staple. There's only so many things you can imagine that are scary. Like if you draw, if I ask you to draw an orc, mm. you're going to draw something that looks like every orc you've seen. I can think of something scarier. Having a bath and Sam Neill's watching you through the window. That you is know? weird. <laughs> yeah. Dressed as Dr. Grant from Jurassic yeah. Park. Peering in just through going, the window. Just going, da da da. You're in the bath, look up, and Sam Neill's looking through a bedroom window, just gently applying some jam to some toast. <laughs> is the bath too hot? <laughs> is the bath too cold? Or is the bath just right? <laughs> Watch out for the tabs, they are hot and cold. Don't touch them with your toes. <laughs> You will burn yourself or get a chill, and then don't you'll forget have the crazy train out. Christmas single. Is out. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Jurassic Park themed Sam Neill watching you in a bath and please get out before you pull out the plug, or you'll have to sit in your own film. The thing, the thing though, is I was at the picture. Would the Event Horizon remix? <laughs> ah! Stay listening at the end for the bonus track. <laughs> so on that note <laughs> we're going to call it there well thanks to the cast with me I'm Ibrahim. I am signing off <laughs> Brad Armour clever girl Blake Armour I said a few things <laughs> I've been your host Rob Wade come on little one to iTunes and rate and review and subscribe you can find us at emotionally14.com you can find us at emotionally14 on Twitter you can find us at Emotionally 14. Do it, it'll be fucking epic. You can find Emotionally 14 on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Rob Wade Vision. I'm Mez at the Iron Turk Home Brad's at Lee Enfield. And don't forget to join us on Deadliest Work. <laughs> when a Tyrannosaurus Rex takes on a lawyer on the toilet. <laughs> Um, we all know how that one is. And the spitty lizard takes on Blake's Twitter account. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Are you a creationist? Oh, you mean a Twitter account? <laughs> Has anyone noticed I'm just going round? No. La, 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 You're already la, round. <laughs> oh, no, oh, you cold as ice. Bitch and fat. Doctor Matter of Fact makes a late appearance. And with that, thank you for listening and we'll see you again soon. Is that Sam Neil? Goodbye. If you put a dingo and a baby on the same train, the dingo will still eat the baby. Hi, it's Mark from Down Under. Just thought I'd give you guys uh, just a quick message to let you know I'm I'm here, I'm safe. Um, everything's going really great at the moment. Um, uh, just want to say I'm sort of want to say thank you for letting me on the show. I had a really good time. It's really good to sort of see the place where you guys make the magic happen um, and sort of be a part of that. Um, I thought I'd just sort of send a message to let you guys know some of the things that have been going on down here. Um, I don't know if some of this you might find quite amusing because, let's face it, that's what we're all here for. Um, so let's, let's go over some of the highlights. Like uh, the weather here, um, as you probably know, there, there's two settings. There's, there's hot and it's melting my face uh, here. <laughs> Um, uh, one thing I thought was uh, quite comical is over here it's actually illegal to hang a towel over a balcony so I've decided to buy a shitload of towels and I'm just going to start hanging it over random balconies just to start climbing you know, just to see how that goes down in Australian news um, and uh, lastly um, the funniest thing I've seen here and I, I haven't fabricated any of this in any shape or form this Off is the all wave. true uh, walking down in a place called Darling Harbour. None uh, of this sounds real. Apparently there's a lot of pansies. 
Yeah. Um, oh, darling. Um, and this Chinese guy, just out of nowhere. Um, now, I know you think I'm going to say like a ninja, but that's racist. Don't, don't be silly. It's also Japan, um, but good try. <laughs> just came out of nowhere and he punched this sort of recycled bin. Uh, sort of like the, um, the flip-up bins that we have back at home that you'd use for sort of general garden waste. Punched it, ripped the lid off and chucked it into a, a, a small crowd of children. To which, um, I'm not going to lie, I found that fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but the worst thing about all this, as if throwing a bin at children, you know, it was the height of the worst. It gets better. Um, is he decided to walk off um, in front of me and Kaz, probably about, I don't know, maybe sort of uh, 10, 15 sort of metres in front of us. Um, then turns slightly off to the right, down, sort of, so he's still out in the open, you can still see him. Decides to squat down, so we're sort of thinking, okay, maybe he's just having a really bad day, he's having a bit of a mental breakdown. Um, which probably would have made sense, actually, because then I, he, he pulled down his pants and then decided to take a dump <laughs> on the floor. Um, so, yeah, um, I half expect him to kind of pick up that and just start throwing it at the children, because it seems to be a trend. Um, but, you know, so there you go. Anyway, right, um, I know it's a short and sweet message, I hope you guys are do, uh, you, you hope you're well. Um, hope everything's going good. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing some of the future work from you guys while I'm down here. If I spot anything funnier, um, then I'll let you guys know. Um, so I'll keep sending it until you decide to use it. But uh, anyway, catch you guys later. Good fucking confrontation, wouldn't it?